The Pilgrimage of the Heart podcast is brought to you by PYO.Yoga, an online studio for all your yoga needs, including videos in Spanish and Russian. This podcast is also brought to you by Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga, located in San Diego and serving over 1,000 yogis a week. Hi, this is Sujantra. Join me now and every week as we explore yogic philosophy and apply it to our daily lives. I picked a part in the uh, story where one of the interesting things about in the Ramayana is there's the king, the great king, and he has three wives. And the oldest wife, not the oldest, um, the one wife has given birth to the oldest son. And there's four brothers all together. So one wife gave birth to the oldest, one to the next, and one wife to the uh, last two. And so the king's getting ready to retire, and he um, decides in the protocol that he's going to give the kingdom to his not give it to him, but turn the, the first king will be his eldest son, Rama. And that's the title of the book, the Ramayana, which is the tale of Rama. So he's going to give the king, the um, kingdom over to his eldest son. Everybody's thrilled. The, the kingdom, you know, everyone's celebrating. They love Rama. He's going to be a great king. Everything's looking great. Then on the night of the, um, the night before the coronation, his youngest wife, she has three promises. The king made, years earlier, the king had been in a battle and this wife had been the charioteer. She She was driving the chariot for him in this big battle. And he was wounded and he would have died except she, she was able to pull out the arrow that was, that was um, about to pierce his heart. She was able to pull it out. When he, when she did, when he did, he said, ask me, ask me any, anything and I'll do it for you. And at the time she said, you know, okay, great, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. You know, I, I don't want anything right now. So on the night of the coronation, um, she says, okay, now, now I've decided what I want. And she says, I want my son, who is the third son, to take over the kingdom. And I want you to banish uh, Rama, the eldest son, into the, into the forest for 14 years so that my son can be king. <clears throat> and so the king is, is really, he's brokenhearted now because his whole dream had been that his eldest son would take over. He had told his son he was going to take over. The whole kingdom's excited. And then now at this last moment, the wife is um, saying, okay, you promised me something, and now I want um, my son to have the kingdom. And so it's like this big moral dilemma. So what ends up happening is Rama says, absolutely, I'm going to the forest. You know, king, my father, you promised uh, your wife that, you know, that was your word, so you have to live up to your word. At the same time, it's not the best thing for the kingdom. 
So the, the main ministers in the kingdom, they all want Rama to become king, so they want the king to break his promise. So this is where we pick up. <clears throat> then Rama went to the king's palace to say goodbye to his father and Sumantra, the great charioteer. So the king, the fellow who drives his chariot is Sumantra. He's his most beloved friend. Then Rama went to the king's palace to say goodbye to his father, and Sumantra, the charioteer, fell into stride beside him. They walked down the palace halls. There, the weeping revel master took off his finery. The revel master is like the guy in the kingdom who says, okay, now it's time for a big celebration, and he gets it all organized. Um, but he's taken off his... Uh, his nice clothes, because everyone's despondent that Rama's not going to be the king. He shut the wine vault doors and locked them closed and barred them. He sat there dressed in forest clothes like an old hermit. He threw away the key and could see no joy. He sat not in a palace, but in a death-waiting house. He was a pilgrim come to die, at some holy place in one of the little stone-built rooms. So I like how the, the description of the palace, what was this beautiful palace when everyone was happy, has now become a death-waiting house. And I was reading the other day in one of Sri Chamoy's books, and he was saying, the difference between heaven and hell is our state of mind our state of consciousness. So one minute you can be in this beautiful house and it's the most wonderful place in the world and then something changes and now all of a sudden it's a prison. And so that's what's um, befallen the kingdom. Sumantra, the charioteer, sighed and shook his head. Let me get my glasses. And so Sumantra has been through all the battles with the great king. He's been there by his side. Sumantra sighed and shook his head. So, see revealed the poverty of gentleness. So he's referring to the way the king, the king acted. By, give, by, by agreeing to fulfill this wish, he's being very gentle and kind. And so he says, see, see revealed the poverty of gentleness. Rama, be forgiving when it's peacetime. But when people come against you, you'll only win by force. Reason must at last resort to power, and compassion is feeble. It is weak. It trembles. And so Sumantra is giving Rama advice, don't go through with this. Because Rama has the power to say, no, I'm not going to give up the kingdom. And he could use his force and his power to you know, kill the queen, do what he needs to to make sure he ascends to the throne. And it's not like this is um, make-believe. This happens all the time in our world. You know, In the quest for power, people kill, they assassinate, all these horrible things can happen. And um, so this is what the, he's advising me. He says, this is not the time for gentleness. Be forgiving in peacetime, but right now use power. Rama stopped walking. 
Did you then want me very much for your king? You know I'm right, said Sumantra. No, only truly angry. I'll kill Kaikei, the queen, quickly, a warrior's way, for she has murdered my king. So that's Sumantra saying, I'll commit the murder. I'll kill the wife because she's destroying you. Rama said, I thought you were a real fighter, not just an edgy old man who kills innocent women, boasting beforehand of his sins to come. Sumantra said, You have grown weak with the teachings of the spiritual guru of this kingdom. He has stolen your manhood. Why listen to the pretend talk of spirituality and time and fate? What real man meekly bows to destiny? Rama does. Then you have a man's form, but not a man's actions. You've lost all your courage. Prince Rama, pay fate no regard. Do not believe in good and evil. So, so the, print, the charioteer is really trying to get him to, to move in a certain direction. Forget about the spiritual philosophy. Forget about bowing to destiny. Really take control of the situation. Rama said, Rust will surely come to bright things. Fire will burn our homes Blight will consume our grain. All these are sendings from fate. And so here we have the idea of the fate and destiny. So Rama, he's accepting the way things have have transpired because of a promise made years and years ago, long before he was even born. And so he's looking at this big picture saying, you know, this is fate, this is destiny, this has to play out. And this is part of it. Which is the same thing we find Jesus saying when he finds out that they're, you know, that he's going to be crucified. He's telling his disciples, don't fight these warriors, turn the other cheek. He puts the guy's ear back on after Peter slices the ear off. And he's saying, no, this has to happen. Let, let, let these events unfold because it's destiny, it's fate. This is, the, this is the cosmic play that has to happen. And so this is, the, this is the challenge here. And in looking at our own lives, you know, we have things that, that come upon us. And, and do we fight it? Do we try and change it? You know, when's the time to do that? And when is the time to accept things, accept the change, and accept the, the fate or the destiny. And so it's a, really, it's a really hard thing to know when to do that. It's a real challenge. Sumantra caught Rama and banged him up against the wall. Little green Rama, how dare you adore time while your king still lives? I will go and see the great king now, and you will wait, and you will not tell me any more of your talk. 
Then instantly, Sumantra released Rama and fell to his knees. I take you for my king, Rama. Must you go see him? said Rama. Rise, my charioteer. With more abuse must you burn him, though I forbid it? I can't take wrong orders from anyone, said Sumantra. Majesty, listen. You have a little anger now, but if you ever have, but if you ever have, don't hide it in your own heart. Let it fall upon your foes, lest your heart burst. It won't hurt that mother of yours. I prefer your company for one moment to the wealth of all creation. But in my mind burns a summer wildfire of grief inflamed by the hot gale winds of your departure. Fed by my inflammable tears, killed by my remembrance, and smoking black. So that's a good way to describe your anger or your your emotion. It's burning like a summer wildfire of grief inflamed by the hot gale winds. Never match strength with me, said Rama. You do not have to drive over your friends and injure them. Go ahead. I permit you to go talk to the king. Rama looked away, and Sumantra went to the anger room where King Dasharatha paced back and forth And Kaikeyi, his young wife who had asked for the promise, sat frozen in a corner. And so one of the nice things in the story is in the palace, there's the anger room. And so in in the story, in the Ramayana, you have these great figures, these great powerful beings, but nobody's perfect. None, None of them are like these idyllic people. And so one of the sages has this tremendous anger and like when he gets upset, he's burning people he, with, his, um, with his third eye. He gets upset and frustrated. And, and so in the palace, there's this room of anger. There's the anger room where, where they go to deal with the anger, to release it, to let it go and transform it. So that's where the king is right now. He's in the anger room with, this, with the wife who's asked for this favor now. Rama looked away and Sumantra went to the anger room where Dasharatha, where Dasharatha paced back and forth and Kaikeyi, his young wife, sat frozen in a corner. Sumantra said, Desire bites hard, O king. Break your, fa- break your shameful fetters. Let this hour never pass. Let Rama never leave. Don't obey this woman. She has no decency. Dasharatha only said, I must keep my promise to her, Sumantra. Sumantra said, You're far astray. My heart, my hurt, is that you call it dharma or truth that you follow. I've known you all my life, and now I must regret it, for I am honest, for I am of honest ways. And I am your friend. I've nearly finished my life, said Dasharatha. Will you not stand as my friend for only a few days more? Better I had died yesterday, 
for I must drive good fortune from my great city. Do not take away from me the closest friendship that I ever had and the best regard in which I was ever held. I deserve from you a better end to life than that. Sumantra became quiet. I will not take them away, O king. That I will never do. Give me your leave. Allow me to be the one to drive Rama to the forest if he must go. I had great anger against you, but it is gone. The king looked upon his great charioteer. Yes, Sumantra, you may take him. You are Sumantra, the best charioteer, the best driver ever born in all this world. This world where there is but one right road, yet where the directions and the true ways are hard to see, hard to find, hard to remember. And so there, what Sumantra the charioteer is pointing out is this gigantic decision that the king's making to honor one thing, one promise he made years and years ago. He's valuing that over what the charioteer is saying is a far greater promise to a prosperous kingdom and to his son becoming king. And then that the king's resolved in what he's got to do and Sumantra releases his anger and just says, let me be the one to drive Rama out of the kingdom. And then one thing we learn much later in the book that's a, an even, a, a really nice twist on it all is that <clears throat> when, um, when Sumantra is alone with Rama before he's leaving him to go, he tells him the story of how Years earlier, after he had, the king had promised this wife to, um, that he would do, you know, give her the three promises, that at, or much earlier in the journey, she had asked for one of them. She, in, a, in a key moment, she said, you promised me you would do this. And the king said, forget it. <laughs> I'm not going to honor that promise right now. And so, so the charioteer knew that if the king was pushed, or if the situation was such, he would say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to honor your promise. And that had happened years earlier. And yet in this moment, the king is saying, I, I have to honor this promise. And so this is the idea that the king, in his wisdom, actually is, in a deep way, connected to a, a greater sense of what the destiny is and what it has to be, even though he's not revealing that right now. He's saying, hey, I made this promise. I got to do it. And so these multiple levels of our being and, and um, what we hold to be true. And for if it wasn't for this banishment, Rama would have never gone off and had these adventures that have to happen and battle these great forces. And so it's kind of like the thing you don't want to do in life that gets thrust upon you. And then the challenge is, taking it on. All right. So, <laughs> let's apply that to our lives this week. <laughs> 
Okay, so again, the, um, the book is the Ramayana. You know, we do have it here. And we have the podcast where you can um, hear these. I think we're like a couple weeks, uh, you know, there's a couple week delay before they go up, but there's, um, there's a bunch up there. But like this one won't be on for a, a week or two. And then again, um, you know, my knowledge of this and all, all the sense of it um, definitely comes from my years of study with Sri Chinmoy and studying the ideas of like reincarnation and multiple lives and the bigger picture and the soul. And so exploring this more deeply is um, this book. Really recommend it. And if after reading this book or exploring this book, you ever want to get more connected with Sri Chinmoy and um, the teachings here, we do have a community and we get together a couple times a week, have um, meditations and just the ability to deepen your spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga. Join us at our studios here in San Diego or visit us online at pyo.yoga. Namaste.